The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. to the last, last of the last, last pieces to the summer of 82 at 40. The summer of 82 at 40. As we discuss the music video for the biggest single of 1982 and to help me put the cherry on top of this series, world-renowned author and the man who made the song of the summer, Press Maxson. Greetings. Thanks so much for having me. I, I can't believe... That I, I, I'm the, the the cherry on top of the season. That I get to be a part of it. Yes, so cap fun. it off. It started with uh, early on with you were one of the first people. As we were like, I was like, I need jingles. Can you do jingles? And you yeah. said, sure. Yeah. And then, uh, man, congratulations on a mega job well done this season. Seriously, yeah, I, like, this was this was big. Yeah, I wanted to do it. I wanted to do this like, you know cool pop pop culture journey and we did with scott i always wanted i wanted to do it with scott uh, because i wanted box office to be a big thing of it and yeah we pulled it off and we're gonna continue doing stuff so yay super cool man uh congratulations so yeah the jingle like i believe uh no when i when it came to the jingles i wanted heat of the moment you did that for the news of the moment, because I was like, oh, how clever. Because um, <laughs> I didn't know what to call that segment. And then I was planning video or something, and I was like, oh, snap. And then, but the the, the main theme, the one that everybody's singing, um, I came to you with something else, and you're like, can I just wing something? And you did better, because I was going to have you do the Casey Kasem Top 40 thing. And you're right. like, let me do something on my own. And I said, okay, so what? Where'd you come from on that? With- you know, I just wanted to, uh, I wanted to recreate something from the eighties. I wanted to recreate something that sounded from the eighties. When I record music, I don't do what they did in the eighties. And when I arrange a song, so I mm-hmm. wanted something with that, like big sort of boomy drum sound that it's not, I mean, I guess it's coming back now running up that hills. Number one, this summer. <laughs> Like, like it's coming full circle a little, but I wanted that big boomy drum sound. I wanted, um, I mean, I'm really talking music geek stuff here, but I wanted uh Stratocaster guitar with lots of like chorus on it uh, and some kind of not cheesy distortion, but when you put distortion and, and chorus together, it can start sounding really eighties. And some of the cheesier music from that era has, has that. And of course, put some synthesizer, like the jump sound underneath a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, here and there, and just play with some of the synthesizer stuff. And yeah, so I just thought, I think I could make something sound signature to uh, the summer of 82. Um, and that's that's what I went for. And yeah, that, that was what was kind of speaking to me. I'll be totally honest and totally transparent. I've had this idea for a long time. I used to do a song every Christmas. So I have a little 
stable of Christmas songs that um, they're, they're, you know, they're not religious or anything. They're just sort of Christmassy. I, I have sleigh bells in the background and stuff. And mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do a, an eighties song in that style about like the Christmas of 1985 or something. Um, because I mean, for me personally, like eighties era Christmases were my childhood. So that, yeah, there's yeah. like magic in there, but I just have never gotten around to it. And the jingle for summer of 82 at 40, uh, was kind of an opportunity to be like, okay, you know, I'll let me see if I could actually pull off the '80s sound if I if I try, you know. So, so I'm really so coming I in December, it. the Christmas of '82 at forty. <laughs> Maybe I I will just say like all the feedback I've gotten on Twitter here and there from listeners has been awesome and feels so good. So I'm just glad it worked for you, man. Yeah, it was and, great. I heard know. when I heard it, I was like, thank you. <laughs> as you know i am i am here to crank out any jingle Brent i know never needs so. exactly um uh, so like yeah um the one thing i loved about it is the end of it when i was doing my first edit because it goes and right it segued almost perfectly into my theme song Amazing. At the end, like I took out the do 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 do, and I just went because uh-huh. it would go boom, and then there's a boom 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 part in mine, and yeah. I <laughs> merged them, merged yeah. them, and it was like it. you know what, this is perfect. Sometimes they work because I did it fresh every time. I didn't have something set because uh, yeah. I'm a dumb dumb like that sometimes, <laughs> and I'm like oh sh- I forgot next time next time, and after like forty some episodes, I'm like oh. Uh, but it went, it was like, it was almost like they were meant to be, or it was oh, like, nice. it was perfect. Like, I don't know how the Man. tone, the tone worked out perfect, but I should have, I didn't even check to see what key your theme song was in. I should have like tried to make it yeah. seamless for you. Now, this is an interesting segue though. Okay. I'm really being honest. I, I know we haven't really teed up the music video that we're about to talk. Well, about. Part of it was you. You were a part of this whole summer. You were on every episode. Every there was only one person yeah. that wasn't me on every single summer of eighty two at forty episode. That was the vocals and musical stylings of Press Maxon. That feels good. That feels good. Uh, I will say that when I talk about the signature sound of the eighties, okay, I think there is there's one way to do it that has stood the test of time. Like who doesn't hear "Aha, Take on Me" come on the radio and mm-hmm. turn it up? or yep. Van Halen's Jump or Hot for Teacher or Panama or something like those signature like rock and pop songs of the era, some of those hair bands, that kind of stuff. Then on the flip side, if mishandled and that the, the line between between handling the sound of the 80s the right way and the wrong way is so thin and it's so abstract, you don't really know where you are on the side on the on the right side of the wrong side of the line until much later but i mean re-watching olivia newton john's physical mm-hmm. it is so hard to look back and say they are on the right side of the line of taste here <laughs> like it is i mean when i think of a number one song for a year i try i really kind of think like whatever song is number one this year i'd love for it to be a sign of the times that that stands the test of time, mm-hmm. you know, that people look back and go, wow, man, you know, when, uh, for lack of a better example, I feel like Justin Timberlake's mirrors, I think was the number one song of whatever year that was 2014 or something or 2015. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. 
but I look back and I just think like, boy, that was a banger that so far still is a banger, you know, <laughs> in John's physical. Maybe I was, maybe I was biased by watching the video, which is. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a big part of its history too, though. That's uh, right. the song itself. So let's get into it. Let's um, let me intro here. The physical, the lead single. Uh, from the album of the same name by Olivia Newton-John, her eleventh album. We had just met her in Greece, like four years before that, or five years before this. Four years, four years before three. I don't know. Uh, so it spawned the singles. Uh, also, uh, make a move on me, or, or yeah, make a move on me and landslide. That's a crazy video too, landslide. Um, while released in 1981, the song spent 10 weeks at number one on the Billboard Hot 100, the most successful Billboard song of the entire 1980s. 15 weeks on the top 10, tying the longest run of the decade. Her fifth and last number one, uh, and it was the, her biggest biggest hit to help her leap from country to pop superstar. Uh, The song was not written for her. It was written for Rod Stewart. And then when he didn't want it, it was offered to Tina Turner. And then Olivia Newton-John got it. Hmm. This was also the number one song when I was born. And it was that final week on it. It was that final week when so wait, I was is born. it your birthday right now? No, 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 no. It was January. January 1982. Oh, oh. The end of January said, 1982. Like final, I thought it was like final week of summer of 82. Okay. This is how big the song was. It's 10 weeks, but its final weeks were in January, and it was still the biggest hit of the year. It's a wow. carryover from 81. Technically, if you only go 82 songs, I of the Tigers, the biggest song of 82, which we talked about in a video earlier, but Physical is the number one song of the year of the decade even um and so the there's a funny bookend to her run with this she knocked off hall and oats private eyes to take number one with physical and then when she got beat it was hall and oats i can't go for that no can do and uh meanwhile this whole time foreigners waiting for a girl like you is stuck at number two wow and never goes to number one because of yeah so um, yeah, uh, this was a this is a, a way of life of the 1980s. This song, because even though it was, this song's about sex, and we're in the we're in the very conservative pop culture 80s. People couldn't get enough of it, uh, but we're at the early 80s. This is like right before right. we start getting Satanic Panic. Uh, your neighbor may be Satan. Right, sex is bad, folks. Um. But yeah, it's huge. Um, so I think I'd see why it's huge. I mean, Olivia Newton-John. I mean, she's gorgeous. She's, yeah, uh, she's a good singer. You know, I, I wouldn't say I, I'm in love with the way it's recorded, and I don't think the song does her voice any favors. But she's a star. You yeah. Know, like, oh so, yeah. So Icon totally makes sense. Icon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the song itself is. You know, structured like a like like a good pop song. I mean, it gets mm-hmm. to the hook fast. Let's get physical, physical. I mean, like this is the kind of thing that I don't. I wasn't paying attention to music in the '80s like I do now. Obviously, mm-hmm. I was too young, but I was aware of it. I mean, I think everybody was aware of it. It was one of those things that was so deeply embedded in pop culture that 
I think when I was younger, I couldn't have told you who wrote it. I just knew it existed. And that's mm-hmm. sort of one of the biggest compliments you can pay a piece of music um, that has just found its way into people's brainwaves, you know? So there's a lot of positive things about this song. I don't mean to like entirely tear it down from the beginning. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you watch that music video now though, and especially someone who's a professional creative, like I'm around professional creatives. Mm-hmm. I am one. I like work on a fairly high functioning creative team. It's like you watch that video and you're just like, whoa, like, you know, the creative brief for the video is very clear. Like they had a vision and they stuck to it. Mm-hmm. But you're like, you almost got to believe, like really in the end, I mean, I guess they all were sitting around a broad uh, uh, um, conference room table applauding themselves. But like now you look back and you're like, wait, is she wearing a diaper? Like I cannot tell. Well, but, I, you know, I, I think. I admire something about this video because it does a lot of things at once. And it's, I agree. It's, it wants to time capsule itself as the part of the 80s. Like mm-hmm. it, it go, It's raging with 80s stuff, oh, yeah. uh, trying to get in the, the uh, fitness aerobic stuff, which was new at the time, and trying to throw that in there. It's also trying to be comedy- um, trying to show some comedy stuff, and it's also trying to be super gay at the same time. Well, sneaking it, trying to like sneak it through there, where yeah. you got, you know, well, it's not so subtle at the end, but yeah. um, but it's also trying to throw that in there, and during a time of like, like I said, Reagan eighties, um, it's kind of yeah, it's it's definitely definitely uh, like, do it's trying to, I think it's trying to distract. And get through something, and it's overcompensating yeah. its distraction for what it's trying to to slide through. Well, there's um, a lot also that I feel like you're not even mentioning. It's like the fact that she chooses one of the out of shape guys at the end. Mm-hmm. I think is like a little maybe a bit of commentary. The fact that in this kind of like illusion world, all like the out of shape guys turn into like the the beautiful, hunky beefy guy, yeah, hunky beefy, beefy guys. In a in what can only have been at the time groundbreaking special effect <laughs> for a music video, I'm sure. Probably right. No. Pro- yeah, this is um, experimental time. We are not far from video killed the radio star. Yeah. So I yeah I applaud. I guess I guess I applauded for that. But no, you're right. There's a lot going on here. I mean, I just I just rewatched it probably half an hour ago just to like make mm-hmm. sure I could speak intelligently about it (laughs) intelligently about well i don't know after i watched it i was just like what did i just witness that is i think you said it best it is a time capsule from Mm -hmm. the era souvenir of the era and there's that alone it should be treasured right yeah you you can you can make those things in a moment with intention um when you're when you're doing that also i i have to wonder how much of this is zeroed in and super focused because uh it's directed by brian grant um he produced heat of the moment which we talked about earlier in the summer mm-hmm. um and later on he'd go on in 2005 to direct uh the doctor who episode the long game from the christopher eccleston season featuring simon Pegg as the villain um wow. early on uh but he did a lot of olivia newton john stuff like all like anytime she was doing something video wise he was directing but 
he directed a music video album for Physical. So Physical was one piece of him shooting a video for everything on the album. Wow. Yeah. Like there's a there's a full like you could buy physical like the VHS tape and watch physical. What? Wow. So I have to wonder if okay so for physical da 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 da, da this okay and then this one we're going da 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 and then this one da 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 and then just like wow hammer them out shoot yeah. them all like the only I mean I guess this is something people probably is is experimenting time with music videos were early like I mean I know Rob Zombie's done that with some of his albums but the singles get good videos and some of his other ones are like well, I guess that counts but you know um <laughs> right. right so I don't know I don't know if it's a something with that I, I think it's got more focus than being an afterthought and it's gonna be the lead single you got to focus you know put yeah. put it towards that one but yeah um just crazy uh it's that you can close your eyes when you hear physical and picture the set the just the tile the black tile with yeah. the white grout that's glowing i, I, I almost did a, a zoom background doors, for this the two sets of red doors yeah i thought of that i thought of just like what the set had to have looked like on that sound stage or wherever they were shooting it yeah um but yeah i just it's it's funny to watch it's like wow this was a this was a thing and this was a big thing uh <laughs> yeah uh and she looks like she's having fun she's showing a different side of herself um she was at this time what she had been in were like you know sandy and grease and then her character in xanadu is a muse who's like oh look at me so this is like almost kind of bad girl even though she's aerobics instructor and then tennis pro Olivia right. Newton-John. I guess the headband thing was in because we had those in Friday the 13th part three earlier this summer and she's wearing one in here and I think there's probably a couple other movies in uh, that we got over it. Forgot to dress the part. Here. There you go. Okay. Yeah, go. <laughs> I, I, I always love physics. I love the, you know, raising it up and taking it down. I'm surprised no one's ever like tried to bend genres and cover this popularly i'm sure someone's covered right. it but it I'm feels sure, it yeah. lends itself to experimenting in other other fields i could see some guy with an acoustic guitar at a coffee shop doing some killer like 100 lovey-dovey version of this and i could see rod stewart doing this no doubt because yeah. you know if you want my body and this goes right with that yeah, so 100%. I I can't I can't remember that song came before or after this. I think it was before, but um, but yeah, like I could see that. I'm surprised it's never resurfaced as a cover that was a hit from some group. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's uh it's gender free, like or gender neutral, pretty much. Um, yeah. and yeah, I I feel like the the hook and the chorus lends itself to anything. You've got me wondering now about like the acoustic cover, yeah, how it sounds. Um, but I think you really nailed it there. Like some guy in a coffee shop can take this the same way. I've heard acoustic covers of, um, you know, Paul Abdul straight up that like mm -hmm. they're really solid. I mean, they're they're gorgeous sounding. Yeah. So yeah, uh, no, I'm with you. Um, this is ripe for a rebirth, and it's a nice growth from her. Like, cause it's it it keeps some of her countryness in there. At a mm -hmm. very small level, but it's there, like. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I'm I'm a fan of the song. I could put it up, but yeah, I, I could see the easy like, 
nostalgia glasses and yeah it's definitely oh this came from the 80s there's no doubt <laughs> yeah for sure with it it's not one of those one song but it's just a signature song of the decade um do the you others- know do you know i mean olivia newton john recently passed mm-hmm. yes obviously and um has i feel like when that happens and i know there are statistics to back this up i just don't have anything in front of me when that happens, I mean, there's like a surge in the the, the artist's work. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like. Do you know or have you heard anything like? Has this song? I'm sure the Grease. I'm sure the Grease soundtrack went up. Well, I feel like yeah. the Grease stuff. Like all of a sudden, my Facebook watch recommendations mm-hmm. are all like Olivia Newton-John. You're the one one that I want live in concert with John Travolta ten years ago. Like stuff like that, um, and uh, which is actually in and of itself a kind of cool video not because they sound great i mean they don't sound terrible but they they also don't sound like they're younger selves obviously. well according to a article from august 10th uh olivia newton john rec- record sales soar after death uh, yeah so, so um so maybe maybe yeah. what we're talking about the rebirth the mm-hmm. resurgence of physical there's somebody in a basement right now Working it out because yep. they've, they've so connected with the tune. Hopefully, it was mainly so. Yeah, physical uh, Xanadu and Greece soundtracks, of course, because it, Olivia Newton John beyond Greece, beyond Xanadu, it's this physical. Like that's mm-hmm. that. There's three things that are boom, boom, boom with Olivia Newton John, and this is the this is the third of that trifecta. Because wow. I mean, she didn't have. Um, she didn't do much in the way of uh, she went back to just like singing and stuff. I don't her movie career wasn't uh, right. too long. She did another movie with Travolta uh, shortly after Xanadu, but it I was think I knew that it was both of them trying to recapture the magic because he was sort of teetering out at the time. He mm-hmm. not that he had bad movies. He just I mean uh, like uh, Blowout, Urban Cowboy. They weren't successful movies, and he was sort yeah. of. Um, they were I think they were looking to try to get that grease magic back with it i'm looking up the title of it right now um but it yeah, was I I I mean, they reunited. yeah uh two of a kind from 1983 so the mm. next the next year she had a huge hit song you could do yeah two of a kind uh when god decides to destroy earth four angels aim to redeem mankind through a young man and woman with their own troubles <laughs> yep yep so that's the uh that's their their Big reuniting movie, but um, yeah, her stuff was mainly just her her music career. Yeah, and yeah, she did. I mean, she guest spot on things, and I did. I did a. Oh, she was in Sharknado Five. <laughs> uh, but I I was getting the feeling that maybe she wasn't. Um, yeah, you know, maybe she wasn't playing the biggest audiences ever. I'm trying to think like I, I I'm from the Chicagoland area originally. So I kind of like imagine a place like Ravinia, if anyone's familiar with that area up there, I don't know if you're familiar with that venue up there, but it's like one of those places that uh, like Huey Lewis plays, you know, like it's yeah. a decent size outdoor thing, but like it also hosted my high school graduation. Yeah. You know, you know so I mean, it's, it's a couple thousand folks, and it gets rocking with, you mm-hmm. know, with I think what is sort of officially something you could say are throwback acts. I know that phrase is probably insulting to the artists, 
um, some of the artists who play there at least. Um, but uh, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing in this day and age. I no. think if you are, you know, if you are blessed with the the gift of public popularity and people connect with the art you made. I don't think it would bother me if it was art I made 10 years ago versus 10 weeks ago right. versus 20 years ago. If people still wanted to hear it, I think I'd be pretty touched by that. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the same feeling I guess I get when like friends of mine reach out and say, Hey, um, you know, the song from your college band, like, popped up in my iTunes and I listened to it the other day and oh great times whatever you know it's that same right. feeling if there was a Ravinia or some other venue of that size out there filled with people thinking that I'd be pretty touched by it yeah. um, but that's the type of artist I feel like Olivia Newton-John had sort of become and like I said I don't mean that in a bad way uh, but I feel like all the more reason why maybe physical needs to to be reinvented mm -hmm. you know not yeah. redone just reinvented reinvented yeah yep um I, I i before i mean i have to point out this one part of the video that's always been like oof, to be the part where the little the after they turn muscular and she she's walking by people and there's that muscular ginger guy with the mustache and the, that like, guy, the curly almost... like and he gives that gay that steel gaze it's like oh dude like, you're going to break the lens on the camera with that, man. Jeez. I almost screenshotted him when I watched this right? before we talked, just because I was like, this is a moment. No, like, I think, yeah. I think there are, like, there were a couple moments where I was just like, that's interesting. You know, I mean, it, I think it's a bold statement to start the way it starts. You almost feel like the first shot is a naked guy on a, what is it, a rowing machine? or Well, they, they're pretty like clever. So bike they're showing many of the muscular guys, but not from the face, from the bottom. Right. Of the, yeah, there's that machine with the belt that vibrates. <laughs> right, that was a key moment. And yeah. But like they don't show any, it's all close-ups of guys working out or their equipment with a little yep. bit of body. And until we get, it's not until we get to the chorus where it pulls out and she's, doing the aerobics instruction class and then we see they're all out of shape overweight guys and so it's right. like a surprise reveal and i'm like i never till i had to watch this intently i don't think i ever paid attention to the camera angles and stuff that they were using right but they intentionally don't show you any of the guys until the first chorus and you're like ha ha olivia newton john making the fat guys work and sweat oh it's good stuff well, I feel like this music video takes you on a journey because mm -hmm. just like you said you start off and you're kind of like okay this is your token, you know, gorgeous woman singing with just a bunch of like incredibly in shape models around her, all greased yeah. up and like doing something. Then they all turn to like kind of like out of shape dudes, but there's that one shot where she's like like pushing the guy like away or yeah. whatever, and it's like kind of weird. Then she's riding the guy on the treadmill. The masseuse. She, there's a guy in a, yeah, she jumps on a guy on a bike. Right. And then she's like a masseuse and she gets on a guy and she's like, like yeah. riding him. And I'm kind of like, okay, I thought I understood this, <laughs> this, uh, this music video. And now, okay, now I guess I see what it is. I was set up, but like, here came the turn and I get it now. <laughs> and it's like, you're seeing the guy play guitar on like the stretch. Yeah, the solo uh, is on the stretch. It's like the solo <laughs> thing. And I'm like, uh, it's like the springs right. that you're I like, I know what this was. Right. Then you see like the guy with the red mustache, mm -hmm. like the ginger guy, like, like 
in his stare. Then they start walking off hand in hand. And I'm like, I'm like, this has taken me down so many different corridors that I was not expecting. Right. You know? Yeah. And then at the end, when she like chooses one of the out of shape guys or she didn't choose him, she pulls him. She's like, nope. Right. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, yeah, of course, of course. It's like there's going to well, be one final, like... They all transform when she showers, because there's a shower sequence right. in this. She goes and she's like, it's all slow scene. and sexy and splashy. She's like, oh, yeah. But it's like she, and they transform. She kind of also, like, is wearing clothes there in the shower. Like, they <laughs> it's it's show like very like, neck up. Right. Yeah. 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 But, like, yeah, very strange and... Uh, so I was, I was very impressed, I guess, with the journey I went on. <laughs> it's a lot in four minutes. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot in four minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a wild, it's definitely, it was the, um, it was the first video ever riffed on Beavis and Butthead. Really? This is that first now one. That's, that's something. Yeah. <laughs> first one ever. It's started it all. Wow. So cool. Okay. Yep. It makes sense. Uh, no, it sure does. And it's it's like ripe for the riffing. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean I could imagine them with the dudes being like, uh uh I don't I don't know. I like this butthead. You know. Oh. Uh, oh. so Shower. one of my uh <laughs> one of my roommates says, you know, back before we're married, my wife and I aren't even seeing each other. Yeah. This is you know, in my lost twenties, um, <laughs> I was uh, just like you. I was living in Los Angeles, Ew. and um, we had Skinamax. You know, it was one of our channels, and uh, two of my roommates are sitting there, and they they change the channel over to Skinamax, and here's like a bare butt on the screen, and and they were, <laughs> and one of the as you probably see how this is going, but one of my roommates was like, "Ah, oh, dude, like look at that! Don't you just want to like smack that?" <laughs> like it, just as he says it, it pants out and it's a, it's a dude, you know, like a perfectly hairless dude, you know. And, <laughs> and the other roommate was like, no, you just, you know, and he's like, no, no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. You know? <laughs> I meant the wall behind him. Yeah, smack the wall. Because you're like, no, dude, put pants on. Smack the wall. And I feel like that's that was a Beavis and Butthead moment, especially at the start of this one, where you're not seeing any faces. Like, yep. it's no question that they're all male figures in this one. I feel like, yeah, they they all got like the Superman but, undies right, type exactly. type thing going exactly. on with no Superman yeah. tights. Then <laughs> he wears them over. Yeah, but yeah. I was, but I I actually thought of that when I saw when I first watched. I thought of that <laughs> time. Shout out to George and Mikey wherever wherever you two. <laughs> George and Mikey. Or Jamaica. I mean, I know where they are, but like, whatever, right. whatever you're doing right now, I hope you're. If you've burnt. bottomed out listening and you're listening to stuff like this, hello, <laughs> guys. Um, so, yeah. Uh, good, good guys. Good times. And our Beavis and Butthead moment. Um, but yeah, the this video, man. I So, for anyone listening who hasn't seen this video, Brandon, give them, if you could only assign three words that we haven't used yet. I think we've used like gay, strange, journey, whatever. Three words, little word association. What can they expect if just the too long don't read? What is it? Oh, three words? Three words. And uh, I guess maybe if, if you really need to, we can repeat some of the ones we've used. But yeah, the too long don't read on this video. What What is it? Three words. 
Uh, hang on. <laughs> greasy, bouncy, and stretchy. I love it. Yeah, greasy, bouncy, stretchy. I think greasy would... Yeah, greasy... Because everybody's wearing tight shit that stretches. Yes. And, yeah, okay. Oh, it's greasy, moving. Yeah. Greasy, bou- and the camera bounces, uh, everything people are yeah. working out. So yeah. that's my quick on my toes, lame three words. I think mine, I think mine, I'll, I'll take, I'll steal greasy from you. I think mine would be greasy or that's cheating. Use if oily. I, How's oily? Is that good for you? Yeah. Sweaty. Oily or sweaty. Sweaty is what I was going to say. Oily is better. Oily, 80s, uh, oily, 80s, non-erotica. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like because it's not erotica but it's like supposed to kind of like make people did uh, anybody any uh, listeners have like an awakening watching this video in their youth or something i want to know i want to know if this is physical whether you were a male female straight gay whatever did you have an awakening with this video and i want to know because call us now. awesome call us now <laughs> we'll talk about um it. Well, you know, uh, I assume you've seen the the Elvis movie. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. But the one thing that that I think Tom Hanks' character said in that that I, that was interesting was that he knew he'd found something good if it made people feel a way that they weren't sure they were supposed to feel. And, right. And I've always thought that like real good creative work makes people feel something. I mean, I think that's like pretty standard for for mm-hmm. creators. And and so I won't I don't go as far as saying like I don't need artwork I make or artwork I collaborate on to make people feel a way that they don't know they should feel like that there's a, t- a time and a place for that. But I think this is a I think this is a good example of something that um I would have a tough time believing that anyone would watch this and not like feel something. Whether right. you, like I mean I watched it and was like I felt weird, I felt uh i felt i felt weird because i thought i knew where it was going and it wasn't you know yeah i've it like we've said it's a couple times it's a time capsule it made me have good feelings about the 80s of course it made me have like good feelings about olivia newton john um but uh i have a tough time believing that anyone would watch this video and just be like yeah like (laughs) i think it's gonna get a reaction no yeah yeah. it's meant to it's begging you and you know you bring up something very interesting like the way you feel like i always talk about films and especially albums there are ones that are especially that prove divisive and the reason a lot of people have a hard time is sorry sometimes i feel like art punches you in the face right when you walk in the door and sometimes Mm. it's like what i you have to sit down you have to shake it off and then you got to go back in the door and see what was in there to begin with. Right. Because I think sometimes people see a movie and elicit such a strong reaction at first because it was different or wild and stuff. And then you need to like sit for a second and then go back in and see what they what they did do, what it was. And sometimes I could do that. I'll walk in. And I'll be like, okay, okay. So it did whatever. And I walked back in and I was like, oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're doing now after the initial reaction or whatever. But some people will go in and always and never get their mind off that punch. And they're stuck on the punch 
rather than okay but that was at the doorway you had to walk you walked in what else was there you know and i feel like with art sometimes a lot of people and uh, typically like general people maybe not too deep into arts and stuff like that too or um not well versed but like they t- they focus on that punch in the face when they walked in the door too much mm-hmm. like get over it you got punched no one punched you again Right. What was inside? What was, like go look inside rather than sit bitching about the punch, right? And I I think that is a true statement with things. That's how I always you know you have to shake. Okay, let the stars go away. Okay, now go in the room and see what else is there, or what really is there. But some people focus on that punch too much. But I don't think physical is like that. I, but I, I think got punched. Got punched. Video. Gotcha. I did. Yeah, I did. And maybe I should have watched it twice so I could have re-entered the room now that the stars right. were gone. That's what I think. And sometimes, sometimes it, it it was you know I mean the punch was a little much at the beginning and nothing was there after. But sometimes right. you're like, oh crap, this was really great. I just wasn't ready for it. You know, I didn't expect yeah. to walk in a room and get punched right away. Yeah. So that's kind of some of my art thing. And I also want to. I have this. I've always had this weird thing this is jump there's no segue this is just in a brandon thoughts olivia newton john to me is the first of this like trend with maybe u.s movie makers or people like that every decade or so has always had this like ridiculously beautiful lovable australian blonde girl that shows up mm. wins over everybody and, was, and then like Sticks around, but then we move on to another one. Like, right. And it starts Olivia Newton-John, and then like Nicole Kidman, and like Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's one in between, but like Margot Robbie. Like, yeah. but there's only one. There's only room for one every <laughs> so. It's always some Australian, New Zealand girl comes over, wins over America, maybe the right. globe, and then you're right. done. And then here comes the next one. It's like here's the new model. And you're like, yeah. you see them, you're like, you are like goddess beautiful. Oh my gosh. And everybody loves, and they have this talents and then they move on. There's the new one. Here's the, there's the younger one. Interesting. But huh. like, isn't that crazy? Like it feels that way. Like it's every, because when, you know, Olivia Newton-John had, here comes Nicole Kidman. And when Nicole Kidman had been around for a while, here's Naomi watching. We oh, and then there's gotta be one between Naomi watching Margot Robbie. And I'm just not thinking, but blonde Australian, just knockout comes in yeah, super talented and they just win us over but yeah <laughs> yeah always see that but yeah interesting the history of the well, world well while i mean while i've i've really you know tried to focus on i, I agree i i i see your point first of all i see your point <laughs> on all that i i do think uh nicole kidman is a treasure mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I guess I haven't I, I haven't watched Big Little Lies that the show she was on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think my wife watched it, really yep. liked it. Um she was in that Lucy and Desi thing that I haven't yep. watched yet. Um but um but I, I've I've seen like one or two things with her and Keith Urban, um, mm-hmm. where she seems very genuine. Um I've seen that funny interview with Jimmy Fallon where she claims they were on a date and Jimmy didn't know it. Like mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yep, yep, that's good. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, she was pretty yeah. good in uh, uh, this year in the Northman, which was. Oh, okay, yeah. She was really good yeah. in that. Um, she's always really good. I don't think I've yeah ever been like oh, and I I will say her in like Batman Forever is one of, like the oh, most yeah. gorgeous woman captured on cinema of all time. One of them just like boom. Yep. 
No, Bam. Especially and, our generation. That was like, yeah, that was about. Was that was a, that was a, that was a, one of those awakening moments. Like, Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 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 Um, so. but, uh, but no, to what well, I was thinking while we were talking about that, I, I don't want to, I also don't want to, I'm just bringing myself back to reality here. Cause I had such a good time watching this music video. Mm-hmm. I don't want to fully abandon my stance at the beginning though, okay. where I, I guess I shouldn't say I'm shocked that that was the number one song of the year. Cause I mean, I, I wasn't piped into trends and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, I could see that, that little like housewife going like, yeah. I feel dirty. Good. Yeah. Go. And then, yeah. 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 I guess. I mean, like, I, I mean, think of other stuff from the eighties that really has stood the test of time with the same sort of mindset behind the production. It feels, um, with also a very, you know, talented singer, um, you know, like why, like, why do we look back on stuff like, I know this is not like the same year or anything, but AHA's take on me as mm-hmm. absolutely something that comes to mind. Like, why do we go back and watch that video? And it's a punch in the face, but a punch in the face that makes you say like, whoa, that was artistic versus I don't, I don't know. There's a ton of people who get punched in the face by physical and their first reaction is that was artistic. Yeah. I mean, I think people like you who are really in tune and like are really attentive kind of can like walk back in the door after you've been punched in the face and yeah. start going through that and saying, Oh, interesting choice not to show the faces. And then like, I, you can kind of like start to see yeah. the, see what it looked like on the page, see the director's idea, see Olivia Newton John's ideas. Um, but I mean, yeah, I obviously like I think about my wife and sister who are, you know, relentless critics of content on television. <laughs> and I see them seeing this and being like, what is going on? What is going on? <laughs> like, what are these people wearing? What is she wearing? What is come on? You know, like, I feel like that's like I can hear their voices in my head. So I yeah, I don't want to I did. I I regret coming out of the gate swinging a little bit on it. But at the it's same fair. Time, it's fair. Yeah, I, I think I do think like if we're if we're going to look back at 100 years of number one songs, you know, in in the year, I don't know, let's call it, um, you know, 2050, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the dawn of modern pop music, essentially like Motown and, and everything, maybe a little after 1950. But either way, we look back on 100 years and we look back at the 100 songs that were top for those years. I'm real curious to see a like the whole gamut of what let's get physical is up against Mm -hmm. and where public opinion will be on just, you know, general kind of the signature of the times, like, like the recording, the, the recording technique, the recording value is the, the artistic take on the song itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the, the composition, her as a star, I think hers a star will probably hold up, but um, but at the same time, yeah. Well, it, it's I'm crazy because I think you and I, I think if you, if you were living then and conscious of pop culture and stuff, you uh, you know the phenomenon of physical. But you and I, no, you're right. You're and right. it's I was three. We we knew it. Yeah. We knew it was popular. But right. when you go back and go, oh, that was a for the decade. That was the right. biggest. That was for the. I mean, first first off for the year second off 
for the decade for a carryover into a year two. That's even that's really impressive. But yeah. for the decade, like I would never have guessed physical. Um, but one, you know, it's funny that one of the set the it just lightning in a bottle here because. I believe Eye of the Tiger is one of the biggest hits of the decade, too. Like, in that, like, top... I'm probably going to be wrong, but top five or so like this. And in physical, having to be released within, like, less than a year of each other is insane. But, yeah, it's. I think it's just because that moment passed us by. And with music, even more than movies, they're cranking them out, 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 out, different genre, you know, like, so much music all over... Um, yeah. And the '80s, full of iconic stuff. Like we could probably, like, if I just said, "What do you think was bigger in a bigger song in the '80s, physical or girls just want to have fun?" Right. You would have probably went, "Oh, probably girls just want to have." Girl. But they would probably be like, "Wait, yeah. you're being a trick question." So you probably want me to say, "Girls just want to have fun," so physical. But uh, girls, it's just bigger than Madonna. Madonna owned it. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. This is bigger. Physical. Hit the billboards harder than Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson maybe sold more copies of his album, Thriller. Well, he did. (laughs) There's no question there. Uh, But chart, single-wise, this was bigger than Michael Jackson. This is insane. This is insane. So I've done a quick Google search. I would have put 10 Michael Jackson songs above this. I've done a quick Google search okay. of the, the the biggest selling songs of decades. Um, uh, song. Okay. Here. I'm, I'm rounding it out. So. I hope you listeners are loving this conversation, but this is the way to take it out. Okay, here we go. So is this from the 1890 this, to 2019? Uh, is this what I'm you're just on? Doing, um, I'm just doing the 50s through... Um, the, the 50s I think I'm on the same now. list. Am I on the same list? Well, I I have a bunch of different okay, um, a bunch of different ones. Up. So first of all, the number it says the number one selling song of all time, "White Christmas," as performed by Bing Crosby. That sort of makes sense to me because it has a resurgence every okay. single time. Um, you know, it like the winter comes around. Uh, but I'm I just did a Google search for and for the number one song of decades so i have from the 60s she loves you by the beatles which is interesting because that wasn't even their number one selling song at the time Mm -hmm. and so i don't know what to do with that data (laughs) the 70s it says mall of kintyre by paul mccartney so like one guy owns two decades essentially uh 80s would be let's get physical the 90s what i have it's saying is uh, Breathe by Faith. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's the 2000s. Breathe by Faith Hill. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not even sure if I know that song. Oh, it's uh, famous. Okay, uh, I probably heard it. I, I, I remember it. Yeah, you'll probably hear it and be like, oh, that song. From the uh, 2010s, Happy by Pharrell Williams, which I kind okay. of believe. Yep. I believe that. What was the 90s again? 90s was a Phil Collins song. I lost my tab. Um. Oh, here it is. Uh, Another day in paradise by Phil Collins. Really? Can't can't be. Can't be. I don't know. So so if this is when I hear that list, I actually am like, huh? 
okay, maybe, you know, maybe physical mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, it's it's not necessarily now in retrospect, like the number one song you think of from the mm-hmm. 80s. It's like, like, I don't know, depending on who you ask, you're going to get people who say, yeah, girls just want to have fun or like, you know, uh, pour some sugar on me or something, you know, like one of those big anthems. Um, See, what happens but, here with uh, Olivia Newton-John is... Um, hang on real quick to confirm this. Uh, so, Thriller's not out yet. Thriller, I believe, comes out... Yeah, Thriller, in November 30th, 1982, Thriller comes out oh. with Billie Jean, and Billie Jean just has till that end of the year to, to hit there to state its claim so yeah yeah her crossovers december through january he yeah and and thriller would do its business in 83 so how interesting so that that's where she jumps in and he's got a lot of crossover year more so than her um but yeah it's just yeah just to think so wait a second did you say it came out in november thriller came out in november november 30th 1982 so was the single Thriller released earlier? Like it's you- the last single off that album. It's well, it's there's a Thriller has a boatload of singles. Um, so, uh, so Thriller has that- okay. So the girl is mine was the first single off of Thriller in Paul October. McCartney rearing his head yet again. Yeah, October eighteenth, nineteen eighty two. Billie Jean was January second, nineteen eighty three. Okay. So Billie Jean. That's gone. That's that's next year. That's it, right. Beat it was February '83. Want to be starting something May of eight, eight of '83. Human nature July third of nineteen eighty-three. Pyt pretty young thing yep. September nineteenth and Thriller November fifth nineteen eighty-three. Wait, they released a year thriller, later, five days five days after Halloween. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does that make any sense? Right, it's like. <laughs> Well, we missed the boat here, but so the music video uh, premiered. Yeah, the music video premiered on MTV December second, nineteen eighty three. So even it it even went further. Like you, it was right there, but you're like, no, PYT. And the thing, the thing is, that is the huge music video in all of history, and it's the last single a year later, and they put all that in it. Unreal. So crazy. But we are talking about Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. the next year. But yeah, so that's crazy. Uh, look at the time. Um, but yeah, uh, Olivia Newton-John sadly passing away this year. Uh, this episode is not cashing in on that. It was planned uh, before. I wanted to. I wanted to do physical, and it just kind of ran uh, well, concurrent. But um, all best wishes to Olivia Newton-John's friends and family, the mm-hmm. people who knew her. Yep. Ah. Uh, obvious i think this discussion is obvious that the stuff she made you know touched a lot of people mm-hmm. and made us feel it made us feel and not a bad thing to I, I don't know a bad thing about her she seemed like a great human yeah. being same yeah and same. just super talented super like a full quadrant superstar like yep. just not many people get it all and yeah just crazy and yeah and xanatu is better than people say Oh, I'm sure. The, the music, I like the music of it too. No, I do too. I got a soft spot for disco. I don't know why. I don't <laughs> know why. Maybe because I didn't live through it. I was born at the end of it. And then 
I, I didn't live like that's like I love slasher movies, but I didn't live through the 80s when they were coming out every week, which summer of 82 at 40 proof they weren't coming out every week in 82. So right. we right. did like two. Um, so oh, funny. it was overblown. Um, but yeah, uh, that'll do it. This is it. Right. I know I've capped off summer of 82 at 40 like four times now, but this is the one. Mr. Press, Maxson, thank you so much for the jingles, for the uh, times, for talking the tune. Uh, the biggest hit of 82. It was saved for you, sir. Thank you. Well, um, let me take let me take this opportunity to steal your show. Yes. Anyone listening, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Peters. This dude, this guy. Oh, no, no. The no. summer of 82. What a, a marathon, what a journey. You did it, man. You did it. You should be very. A lot of, a lot of research that led to hopeful enjoyment for people. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of movies watched, a lot of research. I've seen every movie released in the summer of 82 now. Amazing. Crazy. Amazing. Good for you, man. And I only had to go through the dark web one time to get something. That was the best part. Wow. Wow. Crazy. Yep. Uh, But uh, until next time, Press, uh, where can people keep up with what you got going on right now? You had a new book out. Oh, boy. Yes. My book, Bastards of the Revolution, is the story of a colonial woman who claims she banged every founding father. Please check it out. You can find it on Amazon. You can find me. Press Maxson on uh, Instagram at Press Maxson at P R E S M A X S O N. You can find my author page on Facebook, of course, also. So follow me there. And um, I've been making music. I think I, I, uh, we were talking a little bit about it. Uh, Ryan, I've been making music for the Earful Tower podcast for anybody who really, for all those people who love uh, like French jazz and pop songs from the 30s to the 60s the music i'm making is for is for you <laughs> i love how specific that is it's good <laughs> and also I, I plug in your instagram page if you love the jingles he's done here and you like his music and stuff that he's done for the show before you, you might go a random day and you've got a jam going on and i love seeing those so uh, i haven't you know i haven't done it almost all summer just because of like the craziness of everything but that's one of my f- most fun ways to pass time is just play play a little music in the very room i'm in right now in the basement i'm in right now so Mm -hmm. uh yes check me out awesome cool um and i'm on twitter and instagram at brand4kuhd written written work at whysoblue.com the brand peter show returns monday with the out now commentary for et which was recorded back in june uh the next few weeks on the show are going to be not quite reruns. They just haven't aired here yet, but uh, we'll have an ET commentary. And then the next week, you'll have the Air Force One commentary. And then the uh, week after that, the Kiss Me Deadly, the 1955 film noir film. Um, that'll be the week after that. But Old Space Show is going to be new every week um, with me and Stephen Shapansky keeping the lights on here. And I shall return at the end of September with some new stuff. Uh, Scott and I begin working on the Tim Burton retrospective and there's going to be some other things going on too. Greg Magoon's returning uh, after taking the summer off from the show. Uh, we're going to talk some stuff and uh, much more. So, all right. It's been great. Prez. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Enjoy your enjoy the next couple of weeks and stay film positive. summer of 82 
Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. The Summer of 82 at 40 and News of the Moment themes by Press Maxson. Additional information on this and other episodes at thebrandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at thebrandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. <laughs>